Have you ever wanted to play the perfect tabletop game where story beats run smoothly and there's no awkward pauses between dice rolls? Yeah, me too. But since that's impossible, I did the next best thing and novelized my Witcher tabletop game to showcase the story in its cleanest form. The result is this podcast. I'm Jacob Gerstel, and this is Tales from the Witcher. Part audiobook, part actual play, part serialized adventure, and a whole new way to vicariously enjoy tabletop games. Welcome to the world of The Witcher, where monsters roam freely and the continent is once again at war. If you were hoping to follow the plight of Gale to Rivia, however, I'm not going to be doing that. Instead, I offer you the story of a not-so-merry band of degenerates who are making their way across the continent. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Honest End 10. The halfling eyed Jeremiah with professional detachment. She was three feet tall, with brown skin and curly black hair, and spectacles shaped like a half-moon hanging from the tip of her nose. She ran a pointed finger down the ledger on the table. The halfling had appeared quite suddenly at the bulwark that morning, asking to speak with one Jeremiah Keller of Edern. She introduced herself as Lily Armfell, chief bookkeeper for the Alander Company of Crafters. Jeremiah knew her as one of the two gutter rebels of note in the city. After his meeting with Jalduk, the dwarven blacksmith working for the guild in the outer city, and walking the panic-stricken streets that foretold potential doom in a matter of seconds, Jeremiah decided he didn't have time to play a long game with Lily and Selene, the gutter rebels that Yana was hunting, and the fastest way to gain Lily and Selene's trust was to reveal that he, too, was a member of the gutter rebellion. Now, Jeremiah had direct access to one of the gutter rebels. All I need to do is subtly reveal I'm a member of the gutter rebellion, Jeremiah thought as he followed Lily to a corner table, and have an instant in with her boss, Selene. The rest of this will be easy. Lily sat, opened up the ledger, and said, Jalduk Brigga, our master metalworker, indicated that you were interested in joining the Alander Company of Crafters. I understand you met with him yesterday. Jeremiah nodded putting on a smile despite the unpleasant memory with the dwarven crafter. That's correct. What did you think of him? Since Lily was asking, Jeremiah found Jalduk Brigga to be extraordinarily rude, dismissive, and arrogant, an odious concoction that's a byproduct, Jeremiah supposed, of living over a century thinking you're better than everyone else. He dismissed Jeremiah's request to work his forge without a second thought, sneering up at the craftsmen all the while. We have a big contract with the Duke of Alander to keep the walls sound, and I intend to deliver on that promise, Jalduk had said. I have better things to do than waste time with an ungilded man. Would that he were a gutter rebel, Jeremiah thought. Then I'd have a good excuse to crack his skull. Jalduk is certainly a hard worker, Jeremiah said with a false smile. Jalduk also indicated that you were not interested in pursuing the charted path for all new guild members, Lily continued, not even looking up and continuing to run a finger along a line in the ledger which involves becoming an apprentice for three years, then a journeyman for five, before being considered for the title of master. Is this correct? It is. I don't plan on staying in a lander for three years, but I was hoping to help the city as long as I'm here. How long have you been in a lander? Lily asked in a clipped tone. Two weeks now, Jeremiah lied. Just before the siege, then. 
Lily looked up and pressed her spectacles back with her forefinger. There would be some in the city who find that timing convenient. I hope you do. That's the whole point. I'm here on behalf of the Gutter King, Jeremiah thought. He said, Personally, I find it to be inconvenient, considering I can't leave. I'm trying to make the best of it and help where I can. I want to live just as much as you. The Guild Charter stipulates that only under special circumstances can someone join the Lander Company of Crafters as a journeyman, the halfling said, and it must be approved by the head of the Guild. And who is the head of the Guild? Jeremiah said, knowing full well the answer. Her name is Celine. Then I'd very much like to meet her. You will. Lily closed the ledger. Provided you pass this interview first. And how am I doing so far? Lily smiled, showing two rows of small, sharp teeth. Jalduk described you as... Haughty. I can't say I disagree with that assessment. Answer me this. Why are you interested in joining the Alander Company of Crafters? All right, you've eased into it so far. Time to get less subtle, Jeremiah thought. He said, I'm always looking to ply my trade. I've been on the road a long time, but recently joined up with a powerful organization, one that treats each of its members as equals. Oh? Lily looked back down at her book. What guild is that? I thought you were blacklisted from most guilds in Edern, at the staunch urging of the Lonkoff Craftsman Guild. Jeremiah frowned. Yes, that's true. Tell me more about that. There's not much to tell. The Lonkoff Guild wanted me to steal from the town's armory, just as the army was preparing a counterattack on Aldersburg. I've always sided with the common man, and I refused to put low-ranking soldiers at a disadvantage against the Black Cloaks. Would you have made a different decision? Lily quirked her mouth to one side and scratched her head. Well, I grew up on a farm before rising to chief bookkeeper through hard work and dedication. I never had to help supply an army, so I guess our experiences aren't compatible in this instance. No, I suppose not. But I always respect hard work and dedication. One self-made individual is worth all the northern nobles, and Nilfgaardian nobles for that matter, combined. Selene would agree with you there. She created the guild herself, at the age of twenty and not a crown to her name. Then I would very much like to meet this self-made individual as soon as possible. I feel we'd agree on quite a lot, in trade and politics. Lily nodded judiciously. I understand, and you will meet Celine, provided you pass this interview. If you were to join our guild, is there anything else you'd be able to offer? Why aren't you getting it? Jeremiah thought. I'm being quite clear that I'm sympathetic to the gutter rebellion. The craftsman sighed. A tactful retreat from this line of thinking might be the most strategic play. So he said, well, I've been working on a new design that I think may help the guild make a tidy profit. Lily's pointed ears twitched. Oh, and what would this design be? I think Celine would be interested to find out, don't you? Just so. Lily closed to the ledger and hopped off the heightened chair. She'll see you now. So I passed the interview? Close enough, anyway. Follow me. I'll lead you through the inner city. Let me grab my bag first. Lily maneuvered through the winding outer city streets with ease and Jeremiah struggled to keep up. He noticed that Lily was barefoot. Such was a trait of halflings, Jeremiah had heard. The soles of their feet were leathery as boots. Yet despite being something of a rarity in the city, Lily drew no looks from a lander's jumpy citizenry. Rather, it was Jeremiah, the outsider, who drew the most attention, if anyone bothered to look up from their own hurrying feet. Tell me, Jeremiah said after some requisite small talk with the halfling, has your supply line had any difficulty with the gutter rebellion recently? Lily dodged a burly human as she looked up. Everyone has these days. They're all over the bloody north. They've robbed a few of our shipments, but haven't killed any of our contracted merchants, as far as I can tell. And that was all Lily had to say on the subject. 
Hold up, the guard at the drawbridge to the inner city said. His eyes beneath his circular helmet were red-rimmed and blinking irregularly. A sure sign this man has been on guard duty far longer than he should be. It requires some verification before you can pass through. Our business is with the Alander Company of Crafters, Lily snapped. I know you and your business well enough, Lily, the guard said. He pointed a gauntleted fist at Jeremiah. It's his I don't know. I can't let him pass without verification. Lily puffed up her cheeks and sighed, but threw her hands in the air before rummaging through her bag. All right, I've got something from Celine here that should suffice. Thank you, the guard said. You can never be too- Stay the fuck back! In a flash, the guard stepped in front of Jeremiah with his hand on the pommel of his sword. Jeremiah, who had stepped closer to Lily, nearly stumbled off the drawbridge and landed on a bed of spikes beneath. He held his hands up and forced himself to nod. I'm sorry, I only... Not one step further, the guard said, his hand not straying from his sword. Until I know who you are in your business, you cannot move one step further. Do I make myself clear? As Crystal, Jeremiah said. He saw three crossbowmen gather on the ramparts above. The craftsman's cheeks flushed, and he felt strangely embarrassed, as if he was ashamed just to be alive. He said nothing else as Lily, unfazed by the exchange, continued to rummage. Ah, here, the halfling said brightly, holding a slip of paper to the guard. He snatched it and read quickly. Jeremiah Keller? That's me. The guard folded the paper and handed it back to Lily. Pass on through then. But you can't be out past sunset, or else... I know, I know, Lily said, already walking away. Clasped in irons and imprisoned and all that. Get some sleep if you're allowed. Jeremiah followed, head craned over his shoulder in case the guard decided to change his mind and run the outsider through. He breathed a sigh of relief and turned back, marveling at how much cleaner the inner city looked. Lily led him through the straightened streets, to a building that, at first glance, looked like a brownstoned cathedral without the spire. Beautifully crafted stained glass flanked the open doors, and above it was a plaque that read, A Lander Company of Crafters. The long hall inside was lined with desks. A smattering of dwarves and humans and a few halflings were hard at work with a nervous energy, carefully scratching with the nib of their quill, as if afraid the parchment would catch fire at any moment. A half-dozen shifting merchants spoke quietly and respectfully to administrative workers, who shifted and spoke quietly in return. A few of the parchment pushers nearest the door looked up at Jeremiah when he entered, before remembering themselves and their station and that commerce never stopped, even under a siege. They forced themselves to return to work. The air of the guild hall felt like it was laced with an explosive powder. Celine's office is in the back, of course, Lily said. A dwarf handed her a stack of papers as she passed, which she took without stopping. All this is to keep track of your goods, Jeremiah whispered. He felt like he was in a house of worship, and it would be profane to do anything but quietly observe. Aye, it's the administrative side of the guild. We have twice as many crafters in the outer city, led by Jalduk. But the goods have to be moved and tracked. Payment has to be collected. Selene's office was boxed off in the back right corner of the hall. Lily dropped the sheaf of papers onto a desk near the office. I think Celine is finishing a meeting. Jeremiah heard a raised voice from the other side of the door. And the contract makes it crystal clear. If you are not to keep your end of it, then it shall be a matter for the tribunals. Of course, a quivering voice replied. We shall see it done. Good. I'll follow up in a week. I imagine you have much work to do. Thank you, milady. The door opened, and a scrawny merchant nearly stumbled out. He glanced at Jeremiah and Lily before training his eyes on the floor and making a hasty exit. A plump woman in a green gown stepped out, the second gutter rebel hiding in plain sight in a lander. 
Celine tucked a strand of dark hair behind her ear with a bejeweled finger and sighed. She then noticed Lily and Jeremiah and held her chin up. I take it Keller passed the interview, Lily? He did indeed. He awaits you with your pleasure. Celine looked over Jeremiah and said, I'll see him now. Celine's office showed few signs of wealth. That, Jeremiah thought, seemed to be reserved for her outfit. The head of the Alander Company of Crafters was fond of diamonds, which studded her necklace, her fingers, and her ears. But her office held little more than a desk sinking under documents, and a few cabinets crammed with files. The circular stained-glass window to his left, while pretty, offered a view of a brick wall. I assume Lily went over the relevant portions of our guild charter, Celine said, so we'll not waste your time. I'm not in the habit of granting special treatment to our new members, unless they have something special to offer. So what can you offer me, Jeremiah Keller of Edern? Jeremiah reached into his bag and produced a crossbow bolt. Celine waited for Jeremiah to speak. It's a bolt that splits upon release, allowing it to hit multiple targets at once. With that, a single crossbowman can do the work of three. As it happens, the split bolt design was not explicitly new. Jeremiah had designed it at the end of his time in Mahakam. It was this invention that allowed him to kill both Mygard of Kavir and Ezra of Nilfgaard with a single shot. Jeremiah was glad he kept this design in his back pocket, if just to get a meeting with this gutter rebel. I imagine the city of Alander might have use for those right now, no? The craftsman concluded. So they would, Selene said. And it just so happens we've secured a lucrative contract with Duke Harivard to arm the city. How is it made? That, Jeremiah said, is what I'm here to sell. Allow me to join the guild, and I can start production immediately. I'm sure it's an easy task to organize, for a dwarf of Jalduk's skill. Selene sighed in mock frustration. Would that it were so simple. Your reputation precedes you. How would the Church of the Eternal Fire take it if you worked for us? Jeremiah scratched his beard, pretending the question didn't irk him. He chose his words carefully. My contract with the Church was for the repeating crossbow. There's nothing in our agreement that says I can't provide my designs to other buyers. In letter, but perhaps not in spirit. And the church is not known as the most forgiving organization. Jeremiah remembered Brother Morgan's accusations in the town of Tarnow, and his demands that the craftsmen renounce all profits from his crossbow. I don't need any lectures on my other business dealings, he said. As it so happens, I also work for a powerful organization, one that's active in every northern kingdom, and has big aspirations, and their open-minded views of freedom align more with my ideals. Mm-hmm, Celine said, writing on a fresh piece of parchment. Jeremiah waited for her to ask what this organization was, but she did not. Why aren't you talking to me about the gutter rebellion? Jeremiah thought with anger. I can't get clearer than this without saying it outright. I know you're in the rebellion, so why are you being so tight-lipped? So are you interested or not? he asked. Not in having you join the guild, no, Celine said quickly. Jeremiah felt his heart drop two centimeters. But I think we can work out a short-term contract between us. You'll act as an independent craftsman, supplying us with the split bolts, which we'll sell to the city. It will last as long as the siege. Agreeable? That's something, at least, Jeremiah thought. Such a short-term deal gave him hope that Celine saw what he tried to show Lily, that he, too, was a covert gutter rebel. It is, he said. As for this other organization, my secretary will drop the contract with you, Celine said, handing the half-written document to Jeremiah. That's all the time I have for you, Master Keller. Have a good day. The craftsman nodded, took the document, and left Celine's office. 
that'll do it for this episode of Tales from the Witcher. This podcast is written and produced by Jacob Gerstel. The Witcher novels are by Andrzej Zipkowski, The Witcher games are by CD Projekt Red, and The Witcher tabletop RPG is by R. Talsorian Games. The music is by Eric Matias at soundimage.org. Be sure to leave a rating and a review, and to spread the word of this podcast far and wide. You can follow the podcast at TalesWitcherPod on X, or at TalesFromTheWitcher.Buzzsprout.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you again next week.